0: Awesomes, welcome back to the operating at 80% awesome podcast. I'm Rachel Piggin and I'm one of the founders of the 80% awesome community. I hope you've had an amazing May bank holiday weekend. The weather was absolutely 100% awesome in my part of the world. I was supposed to be on the Amalfi Coast this week on a romantic holiday with my boyfriend. I've instead spent it in my garden, I've been to the garden centre, I've built a barbecue um, and generally had a fairly chilled but ordinary bank holiday weekend. So we've got a different kind of guest today. I don't know about you but i've spent a lot of lockdown feeling fairly frazzled managing uh, trying to work with home learning keep the house relatively tidy and what i've noticed and i say this absolutely without judgment is that alcohol seems to be everywhere i've noticed my own habits changing it feels like we're permanently on holiday at the moment which means it's totally okay to open a bottle of wine at two o'clock on a on a Wednesday afternoon. Um, and I guess I'm interested in that. I'm interested in how my attitudes have changed. And so coming on to the podcast today, we have Polly Jukes who's a coach. She explores people who are exploring a life that's alcohol free. And being, and being sober curious and exploring a life that's alcohol free is something I've looked at already this year and I wanted to share some of those learnings with you guys. So here is Polly. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Operating 80% Awesome podcast. I've got a really interesting guest on the podcast today. I've got Polly Jukes. Polly is an empowerment coach is that how you describe yourself? Yeah that's right. And um, what is fascinating about Polly is that she works in a particular field around supporting people to explore their journey with alcohol Um, and so basically you're an alcohol-free coach aren't you?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, And Polly and I met in a PR community run by a friend of ours called Natalie called PR School. Um, And why this is interesting to me and I think super interesting right now uh, during the whole corona crisis is I started exploring my relationship with alcohol back at the beginning of the year and I joined a community called One Year No Beer and then I saw the additional support that was available at the time and on the list of coaches you can potentially work on through the one year no bear community which is a massive global community polly was there and i was excited to see a (laughs) cornish face who might be able to sort of yeah be be there to support so thanks for coming on the podcast
1: ah thank you for asking it's lovely it's lovely to be here so and how's your day going today okay i am enjoying the sunshine managed to get out for a quick walk down on the beach first thing and then been with clients most of the day and the dreaded admin.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm feeling the admin today. Um, I have a bizarre situation where a client has paid
1: me twice. Oh,
0: It's now costing me to sort out with my bookkeeper, but anyway.
1: Yeah, it does. There's lots of implications there as well.
0: (laughs) Um, So do you mind telling us
1: all a little bit about what you do? No problem. I help people through the alcohol free journey get in control of their life and get into a position where they actually like themselves and feel fulfilled and peaceful and content and start to create the life that they want going forward. I'm so privileged to be able to be in a position to be able to do this and work with lots of different people from lots of different walks of life and then with my regarding my own alcohol-free journey I'm two years and four months alcohol-free now Amazing. And yeah, just absolutely love it so much, and so passionate about it, and also kind of help other people um, regarding their journey as well. Because I kind of find lots of people do stints, short short stints of being alcohol free. Really, really love it, and then for whatever reason, whether that's kind of so you know society or cultural, fall back into it because it's you know the only ju- drug we need to justify not taking. Um and we seem to, as a society, commiserate with it, celebrate with it if it's a meh day, we have a glass of wine it's It's so easily accessible and so justifiable to kind of take and to have that opportunity to have a break off it to see what it would be like, be curious about it um It's a really you know privileged position to witness and to to support people through
0: amazing do you mind? Sharing a little bit about what it was that motivated you to start your alcohol free journey.
1: Definitely. I was on high alert. Both of my parents were alcoholics, and I kind of wasn't an alcoholic, but yeah. I put the caveat of being yet on the end. Um, I'd been through quite a lot of trauma uh, in my childhood, and my mum committed suicide when I was eight, and they were very heavy drinkers then i kind of ended up into foster care and i kind of was okay and kind of dealt with life and then it I kind of it all caught up for me in my 20s and i was a bit like oh how do you do adulting uh, oh i don't know and then kind of started to lean on alcohol quite a lot and was like oh this is how i deal with stress this is how i deal with you know all the ups and downs of life oh this is easy this kind of self-soothes it also helped me suppress all my emotions and just it was like that toxic relationship you know the wine was always there (laughs) and I'd had spells on and off of kind of drinking way too much and then raining it back in again but and then tried various months you know try January or sober October and kind of gone oh well I'll drink twice as much the next month because I didn't really learn anything in that period of time and I just knew that me and alcohol didn't have a bright future ahead of me and I wanted to explore other ways to kind of be the version of myself that I wanted to, but actually it's kind of stripping that apart and actually being who you want to be. So for me, it was the the benefits certainly outweighed the perceived benefits and the consequences as well. You know, it's things like if I could give you a pill um, that would help you sleep all the way through the night, that would like make you look better, make you feel better, would give you clarity of mind you'd wake up with zest um, and energy and vitality your health would be brilliant it's like well would you take it
0: Mm.
1: most people sort of say yeah definitely well it's kind of alcohol is the opposite of all of that um and i also see so many people going to such lengths you know in their fitness or their diet or the things they put on their skin Or you know the latest kind of equipment they buy for their house, you know, for their health and vitality. But yet, on the other hand, you know they're they're heavily leaning on alcohol as well. For me, it just doesn't quite stack up. But I can see this now, looking back. But at the time, I was you know kind of I couldn't imagine coping with life without my wine. So it was kind of journey of personal discovery to kind of go. Wow, life's even better without wine now. <laughs> I'm I'm keeping going.
0: <laughs> it's so interesting. And um, when I um so I dab I earlier this year, I got to about six weeks alcohol free earlier this year. Yeah, yeah. And I definitely felt that clarity, I slept really well. It actually gave me, I was also working on a 90 day goal setting challenge with one of okay. my other friends, Thad, who runs a Education community and what was so interesting is that I was nailing work during that period so I was nailing my goals within my business existing business agile PR then we went up on to set up 80 percent awesome and it was it was interesting but it was also so interesting other people's responses to my mm-hmm. alcohol free journey and I remember one friend saying it wasn't it wasn't with judgment but she was sort of like well what's your vice going to be now because mm-hmm as you describe, I'm kind of, me as an individual and lots of people around me, um, everything else is going well and pretty well in my life. um, And I eat relatively well and I exercise. Mm. But yeah, it's, what what would you say about some of those conversations in terms of people around you, if you're exploring an alcohol-free life?
1: Definitely. I mean, it says more about them than it does about you as well. And quite often when we're trying to you know be the person that we really want to be if that's releasing weight or getting fitter or choosing to eliminate things from our diet you know and kind of in this case regarding alcohol it's you're doing something so you're changing you know not not dramatically but the other person is like whoa i don't know what to make of this i know you as my going out and having you know something to eat or going out and drinking with and now you're changing that it kind of throws other people on curveballs and they're like oh I'm not sure of this identity anymore so by giving them the heads up say before you meet them or um you know sending them a text or, or an email and just saying look I'm on this challenge you know this alcohol free challenge you know for however sort of period of time I think regardless of how you want your relationship to be in the future it's good to kind of always break it down into short-term blocks it could be like 30 days i'm doing Mm -hmm. an average challenge for 30 days giving them the heads up before you're in that scenario so there's that that eliminates the oh go and have another one or don't be boring or um you know oh you know you i can't think of some of the things that have sort of been said you know it's when it says more about them than it does about you And you need to be like certain because if there's any weakness or any kind of uncertainty about your challenge or your decisions, you are so easily wavered. And I think people smell weakness as well. It's kind of like, oh, maybe I just have one. That's it, they've got the leverage because they want you to be doing the same as them because that makes sense to them. But in all truth and honesty, you need to get really, really clear on why you're doing what you're doing, you know, on a kind of fundamental level So you can stick at this because at the end of the day, it's your integrity and your relationship with yourself, you know, that's at stake as well in all aspects of any personal development.
0: Mm. And about belief in it's it's also just, I suppose, not about just the challenge, but I think thinking about a different way of living your life. And I, I was quite open with Polly before we came on this call. I'm not currently alcohol free. I would describe myself as, very sober curious mm. and i um and i'm sort of still on the fence i think in mm-hmm. between wanting alcohol in my life and not wanting it in my life and i feel like that's part of what i'm exploring and but what i love is some of the um they call it quit lit don't they but there's some really oh, yeah. interesting Books. So I love Catherine Gray's Unexpected Joy of Being Sober. Absolutely
1: brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I was like reading it, nodding my head, kind of going, "Oh wow, she says the things that you think and you don't tell people." That she's written a book about. Yeah. Right. Like, wow.
0: And there's also, um I think it's Claire Pooley' The Sober Diaries. She yeah. was the Sober Mummy blog. That's super interesting. It's also about her journey with treatment for breast cancer, but. Um, and I think also what's interesting, and this is why I wanted to talk to you at the moment during kind of Corona mm. crisis is what's, ha- what's happening at the moment is how alcohol is part of our daily narrative. Yeah. Um, and it's everywhere. And I just remember when we first went into lockdown on Facebook, just my feed mm. was full of sort of it could be Monday lunchtime and we're home- homeschooling our kids and someone was opening a bottle of wine and it's not me yeah. judging them per se, I was like but how has this happened, like we've never lived mm. like this before, if it was about holiday weekend i get it, but this is like uncharted times, mm, so what do you think, yeah, what do you think has been happening since we've been in, in lockdown?
1: I feel like at the beginning, there was like an essence of that period between Christmas and New Year, where it's kind of like it's a lull, it's a kind of like a void, no one quite knows what day of the week it is. no one quite knows what's going on. And then in January, people kind of fall into the whole, wow, I've, you know, I've eaten so much, I've drank so much, and there's a natural, I'm going to do dry January, or I'm going to go vegan for a month, or I'm going to go on a massive detox and a massive diet. The thing with this, I mean, alcohol sales have gone up 30%. um, It's kind of rolling on. (laughs) It's kind of like, oh, well, I'm still either on furlough or I'm a key worker and working really hard. So my days off, it's a reward. Or the kids are driving me mad. So it's this mummy medicine. You know, no judgment here at all. I would look for reasons to drink. You know, anything would do if it had a day on the end of the day. I was like, yay. (laughs) So it's, you know, and it's uncertain as well. So it's an unprecedented scenario like you said so already our stress levels are high our nervous system is kind of like whoa what's going on there's a lot to be uncertain of but if there's something in your life that you can be cert- certain of because it makes you feel a certain way and it's steady in your house and you get some sort of relief or respite from it you're going to naturally be driven towards that the thing about alcohol is it's you know it's a beast to wrestle with yeah. so you tolerance level gets higher the more you need to drink so therefore your tolerance gets higher again you need to drink more and then it's you know the whole hangovers and the the sleep and the lack of productivity and motivation and so you end up kind of in this trap you know where you are sort of thinking about alcohol. Oh, can't wait. to Alcohol. You know, it used to be maybe like five, six o'clock after work. Now, like you said, it's a lunchtime, or it's a it starts at lunchtime and ends then. It's so many grey areas that are going on. I've had lots of conversations with people over the last couple of weeks. They're like, okay, well, I've realised I'm leaning on it too much, and I need to do something about it. You know, potentially if there were any cracks there before, they've opened up big, big, big time. Um, so it's looking at. You know, trying to develop other healthy coping mechanisms in other ways so you can push your energy and direction into those so it leaves alcohol fairly inc- inc- insignificant within your life. And if you're having that conversation about it and you're having that awareness, that is your alarm bells. It's like something needs to change here. So how about you?
0: Yeah, super. I think what I've found since... Um lockdown is there's there's been coronavirus crisis which is exhausting enough and then I know that I've had kind of within the first two or three weeks of coronavirus crisis really hitting with with kind of the stay at home directive I had maybe a weekend where four or five stressful things happened from Mm. bereavement when my grandma passed away oh I'm sorry um to uh my partner my partner's dad had a moderate heart attack, which was stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, things and, and odd things happen. Like my ex-husband went into his NatWest banking app to find that he could access my business bank account, a business that he's oh. never worked of. So really oh. odd things were happening. Yeah. And plus, then you, there's the other sort of—I'm sure we've all seen it—but the conversations that everybody's having about how to behave right now and what's appropriate mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. sort of navigating that with your family and loved ones about what you're comfortable doing in terms of contact with others and what's Um, appropriate for for you and i have found it uniquely stressful the whole thing's reminded me of four years ago when my marriage collapsed and i was going "It's, it's been like that again yeah for me and i'm quite honest about this um that was when I started to feel like I had a, probably a bit of an issue starting to get a bit of an issue with alcohol and okay. um, for now I'm just sort of I think for now what I'm trying to do is is try and remove some of the guilt around it mm, yeah put some structure in it because it's not going to be I think until I, I'm ready to make a proper decision about it mm-hmm. um which I'm hoping to get some clarity on when I'm on holiday next week but until then I I'm kind of putting, I'm trying to put guilt generally into my ZFG um, Mm. because I think I've recognized that this is a, this is a journey Mm. and, um, and I, yeah, I kind of, I need to sit, I'm sitting with it for a while and almost just riding out while all, all of that stuff's been happening. Mm. I don't know. I'm hoping I'm not making excuses for myself, but I, I think think some of these issues are just so deeply ingrained, aren't they? Mm. And it's, it's definitely part of the way that I spend time with my family and my friends. Yeah. I found with the alcohol free period, it was utterly amazing. My girls were complete, were so proud of me.
1: Oh, they're great for accountability. They are. We <laughs> love <And> it. <laughs> I,
0: we think you're amazing, mummy, and we think you're nicer. Um, oh. But yeah, I just, I wanted to talk about on this podcast because I think. I've just seen it I've just I've just thought the narrative around it was really interesting I've been talking to some friends about how everyone's sort of been re-examining the way they live their life the other thing I was going to mention is I think another reason I think people might be drinking more is I know for me personally trying to kind of create that end of the, the marker between going to work and finishing work
1: yeah you're so right that transition piece isn't it it's winding down especially when people are working from home it's like go 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 oh what can i do to kind of relax take the edge off you know to release yeah i mean there's so many other things you could do isn't there it's kind of go out in the garden break that kind of state you know maybe do some meditation get out get some fresh air
0: yeah so if you so um and interestingly when we were like looking into this i saw the i think it's the cancer research Mm. um, triathlon i can't remember the name of the campaign where they normally say go go sober for a month and they're saying try a week um i was just wondering if anybody listening is interested in perhaps taking a break what are the coping strategies you can coping strategies what are the strategies you can put in place to kind of maybe break that itchy feeling that people might get especially later in the day
1: yeah definitely so exactly that isn't it it's mixing up your routine so whatever you're doing that's leading to you know subconsciously reach for the bottle or reach for the glass it's mixing up that routine so changing it so therefore you're breaking the habit so therefore you're doing something else as well before then i think you need to get really clear on why why you are doing this and really drill yourself down on your why so why is it important to you you know what concerns do you have you know, whether that's somebody saying something or health concerns, or, you know, would you like to be feeling, are you feeling like a, you know, 30, 40%, would you like to be feeling more of a, you know, up towards 80%, what would that look like in your life? So getting really, really clear on the reasons why you're doing it. And then for every reason you come up with, ask yourself why, like an annoying toddler five times, and then you drill down, like, the reasons why but by doing this you're then communicating with a different part of your brain the kind of the monkey or the toddler in your brain that's in control of that instant gratification you start talking because it doesn't understand logic we're all intelligent human beings and we all know what we should be eating and what we should be drinking we shouldn't be eating and what we shouldn't be drinking and we all know that but on a logical level it doesn't all stack up to what we're getting from it on an emotional level and how it's making us instantly change our mood, or how it's making us self-soothe, or how it's making us feel inwards, inwardly, um, because if we were getting that on a day-to-day basis, you wouldn't be naturally going for it, because your life would be, you know, brilliant. That you, The idea is that you kind of improve every every aspect of your life, so alcohol plays a very insignificant part within your life, so it's looking at why you are going towards it, it's having that honest conversation. It's, you know, are you bored? Are you lonely? Are you tired? Are you trying to switch out? What are you trying to numb? What are you trying to inebriate? And the same could be done for food as well. It's, why are you doing this? Asking yourself that question, you're like, well, I don't know, because I like it. Well, what is it that you like about it? What is it giving you? And quite often, you know, we're all so busy and our brain is going crazy. And it's that, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's that transition and that, you know, switch off time. It's something for me. I believed it was part of my self-care for such a long time. How the hell am I going to cope without it? And actually now I've got self-care that nourishes me, that energizes me, that makes me think, oh, God, I actually really want to do that. Rather than, you know, I used to really like reading but then I'd drink so much and kind of hit the pillow on the, put my head on the pillow and kind of go, Oh, I didn't read, you know? And I really look forward to like, you know, going to bed sort of half an hour before other people and snuggling into my bed and reading. It's such a, like a little luxury, but I read and I take it in, you know, and I really enjoy it. It's like my downtime, you know, before I go to sleep. And it's such a simple little thing. But I couldn't do that when I was drinking. I'd read a page and then I'd like, I wasn't really taking it in or I'd get frustrated or get annoyed. And then I was awake at like three o'clock in the morning kind of going, oh no, how much did I drink? Oh, oh God, I'm going to feel like crap tomorrow. You're trying to shut your brain off. And the next morning it's like, oh, so you're full of the day of guilt and shame and regret. And then kind of saying, I'm not going to drink that much tonight. And it's like a cycle that's stuck on repeat. And it's just absolutely exhausting. It sucks you dry when you don't have that conversation you're like yes your integrity your integrity kind of you know grows you're starting to do things that you said you were going to do you would then uh, you know have more zest about you have more motivation more productivity so it's really getting clear on, on why you're doing it and then asking yourself that kind of these awareness and the questions mixing up your routine you know tell your kids they are great for being accountable, <laughs> and your partner as well. See if you can get your partner on board. That's yeah, it. my my partner's teetotal
0: anyway. So okay, he gave up. Um, we've been together about three years, and he gave up. Yeah, probably two years ago now. It just, yeah. I think, um, I think it's not part of his. It, it's it's just not part of his world. It just doesn't really oh, add anything to his world. It's really interesting. What his favorite thing is during lockdown, he's turned the garage into a gym. Oh, okay. Pain cave. So, his way of dealing with all of the stress is going to the garage. To yeah, I've been up. He he actually is an IT lecturer, but his okay. his sort of like side hustle passion is he's really interested in fitness. Um, so yeah, that's that's been really interesting. It's it's I'm sure people listening will kind of un, that three a.m. feeling of waking up is it's really. Horrible. It's common and you 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 hear about it. Um, yeah. And the other thing that happened to me when I was alcohol-free was, um, this was funny, um, I have a cleaner fortnightly to help mm. me stay on top of kid grime. The choices, yeah. She left me a note to say, I honestly thought I'd come to the wrong house. It was so tidy that I could clean. Wow.
1: Um,
0: oh my God. <laughs>
1: yeah you've got more time and you're buzzing a bit so you're a little bit yeah. like oh, i don't want to sit down oh, i don't want to do this i want to do that and i think in the early days you are because you're killing time because you're a bit like the days kind of a, the weeks seem long the days seem long and then you find your groove and kind of get with it and um, but you you do do these things because it is another way of doing that something slow something cathartic again it's engrossing those different parts of the brain that would get the potentially get the respite if you had inebriated it if you had switched it off as mm. well so oh that's funny i am missing my cleaner i am missing yeah. so much
0: kind of, my window cleaner i've got a lady window cleaner she's awesome and she came back the other day and i was like i'm so happy you're working uh,
1: um, and really you'd be really appreciative for the little things in life as well like in lockdown as well we had to birthday present uh, we had two birthdays coming up and I couldn't get hold of flour and I was like I'm going to be a rubbish mum if I can't make a cake oh man and the minute I got that flour in my hands so I was like yes win-win never had given flour that much like appreciation in my life before but suddenly it's like
0: yes the flour thing is so funny um and my friend who lives down the road who I used to work with is really into baking um, bread oh okay and he's actually really struggled because he worked from home and would bake bread normally before lockdown, and now he's like, everyone's stolen my identity. <laughs> you end up with these sort of like middle class lockdown problems, and it's like I can't get any flour. And I was, I messaged him saying I happen to have some free range eggs. Would you like? To, would you like to swap them for them some sourdough starter? So we had this socially <laughs> distanced artisanal food swap weeks ago. But I'm you, I've not made barely any sourdough it's sort of sitting there not being used so oh. maybe I'll put that on my lean life canvas what will I start making more
1: sourdough yeah oh, um, we next week something sort of quite nice quite cathartic is the process is lovely isn't it of kind of making bread it, it's um it takes a while isn't it it's just I've been too busy um
0: Polly I haven't asked you any of the imp- important questions that we asked no. on the podcast. <laughs> so I normally ask people, where are you on the scale of awesome today?
1: I am definitely at 80%. I'm super excited about being on here and getting crystal clear and kind of, you know, my business and my offerings and um, just connecting with some really awesome people at the moment. And I'm working, not homeschooling. So that makes me happy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm about, I'm on um, the top end of, up to 60%, I'm just about okay. to meet together. Yeah. Uh, I'm just about meeting all of my meeting requirements and Perfect. trying to keep on top of my admin.
1: Um, like you said, you were brewing for a holiday as well, weren't you? It's like, when um, you know you've got yeah. time off, it's hard to keep those levels up.
0: Yeah, I'm on, you are Zoom call three of five today. You, I, feel, oh. I feel like okay. And then, yeah, see. Yeah. Well done. Um, so I wanted to ask you about what brings you joy and energy
1: because if it's not wine, this is what other people will be wondering. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What brings you joy and energy? I love, like, I love dancing. I will quite often, like, drag my drunk friends up dancing. <laughs> so, I love sober dancing.
0: It's actually wow. really cool.
1: Yeah and you're grinning from ear to ear and your cheekbones hurt and it's just great but I have to wait for quite a lot of my friends to get drunk first before they dance with me and it has been known for me to be the first one on the dance floor as well and I used to think that was alcohol that people think Oh, I need the alcohol for the confidence or I need the alcohol to help me with the anxiety I need the alcohol for this kind of emotional crutch and in actual fact you are that person anyway alcohol you know either kind of shines a light on it or you go the other way of alcohol you never quite know do you it brings out like your best bits and your worst bits whereas at the moment it's just all best bits you know for me um yeah I love getting out in nature I love walking I love riding my horse I love being around my dogs and you know being having fun times with the kids as well they all bring me very much joy and energy
0: yeah I have to say like in all the kind of madness that this time has brought, the thing I'm really grateful for is that extra time with my children because mm. it's also just not rushing to do all their activities. So it's not rushing, yeah. not rushing to do the school run, not rushing to swimming lessons, gymnastics. Yeah. One of mine does competitive Irish dancing, which is super. Wow. It's, like the, it's like the accountancy of dance. It's be <laughs> perfect, perfect. Oh, gosh. does it with a friend of ours called... A little friends called Ellie um, and yeah so the parents we end up driving to Bristol or beyond for these competitions. Wow I can't imagine there's
1: many in Cornwall.
0: No so that's it's been interesting just having a slower pace of life
1: and mm. letting the kids get bored has been quite yeah. In the house. Yeah you're so right it's a life skill isn't it it's your board good be bored find yourself something to entertain yourself. What? It was <laughs> My husband and I were saying it's our children have such busy busy social lives and activities we're driving them from here to there to picking them up to collecting them and there's just none of that happening because my life's not dissimilar to how it was before and yeah we realized how busy they they were the busy ones in our house not so much us
0: <laughs> yeah i'm quite yes i'm quite enjoying not being i am. i'm feeling a little bit of zoom fatigue from two museum appointments so um It's, yeah, it's my birthday tomorrow and I am not having any Zoom birthday drinks, which sounds a bit miserable, but I'm kind of, I kind of, I want to go on a socially distance walk with my best friend. I want to have that connection, not be glued. This is how I'm spending my working life, so.
1: yeah. And I think exactly that when you have had an online business and you have been communicating with other people in the country via Zoom, we were on Zoom before it was trending and now lots of people are going, Oh wow, let's do Zoom. And because we work on Zoom, you don't want to socially yeah. so be on socially regarding Zoom, do you? It's the last place you kind of want to be, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um
0: so finally, I now want to ask you, we have something called the zone of ZFG, the zone of zero folks given on our so is what would you like to jettison from your life
1: currently well it's half term next week and i'm say i am it's never been a half term i'm looking forward to as much because the whole homeschooling thing is doing my absolute head in so it's like it's not even the teaching bit i'm good at teaching it's what i do for my job it's the bribing it's the kind of um intervening in the disagreements within the house it's the kind of you're a delegate you're kind of you know negotiating with them and oh it's exhausting absolutely exhausting because they don't want to be doing it because they're at home aren't they yeah, so, yeah I'm
0: totally I'm totally with you and this morning I managed to get my seven year old to do approximately 20 minutes and mm. they didn't really do any yesterday and I don't think they're going to do any tomorrow and I think that's okay I think yeah
1: we need a break Yeah definitely we had a fire drill yesterday a fire <laughs> I was like, Right, a fire drill I was like right the fire drill's going off and we we're all looking at me like I was like well school do fire drills why can't we do fire drills let's just get outside <laughs> and i attempted to do an inset day or a teacher training day because the teachers in my house need a lot of training
0: <laughs> yeah I said to my mum tomorrow is an inset day yeah said, that means you have to do training I'm like my oh, training will just be lying on the beach please <laughs>
1: yeah do teacher training. but then at school they they have the children sent out of school don't they so I was like where do we put the children mm, I think that might be a, a you know, plan like a I, I might be saying wrong with my plan <laughs> well I'm hoping
0: to do a little podcast coming up with a friend of mine who is who has been homeschooling for several years anyway so I'm. Wow. In, uh, she's got four
1: children so awesome um, she deserves a medal so yeah. She was homeschooling before we had to do it, incredible. So yeah. and she's doing a photography MA and
0: on the subject of homeschooling.
1: Wow, I think sometimes
0: we, we I try and say home learning because what we're doing is definitely not school.
1: No, and we kind of in our house do it in the morning to make you know encourage them to do the, the work in the morning and in the afternoon focus more on life skills because that's the sort of stuff they can't do at, at school. So that's kind yeah. of our balance and, our, and my favorite uh, kind of that kind of sanity piece <laughs> amazing um
0: well it's thank you that's all amazingly interesting and helpful and is there any sort of little bits of advice or thoughts i appreciate people that are coming to this podcast might not even considered yeah, yeah. alcohol as a thing or and so mm. i say this to, to people listening this is not
1: about judgment I just know
0: right now but mm. have you got any advice for anybody or support
1: know that you're not alone you know if you are having conversations about the levels that you're drinking or how alcohol is affecting you like know that you're not alone there's a lot of people out there who are having a conversation and it's you know sharing these sharing how you're feeling and your worries and concern is a, you know is the strongest and the most courageous thing that you can do um, you know we're all highly skilled in what we do it's all completely confidential you know I take my clients you know disclosures and secrets to the grave and I, I think if you, you know if you are going to speak to somebody choose somebody who's got the results that you want and that has done it because I think you know people try and go to therapy or, or counselling or something like that and I can remember speaking to counsellors I was concerned about my drinking and they would say well just stop you're like oh I can't just stop I don't know how to just stop then what do I do whereas somebody who's kind of had the similar experience with alcohol um, you know I was drinking sort of a couple of bottles of wine a night at my worst um, and you know sort of breaking that down to how that was going to be for me in five years how was that going to be for me in 10 years and knowing that you'll pro- no one ever kind of goes oh when i'm older i'm going to have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol it's nobody ever wants that but it's a really slow deceitful way how it kind of yeah. creeps up into your life so you know reach out there's like um there's loads and loads of lit. you know sober literature out there there's loads of you know start sober journeys um alcohol-free groups you know have a look around and, and start to do a little bit of research and just know that you're not alone as well and you know reach feel free to reach out of me thanks polly i'll
0: um we'll pop some information in the show notes um but i really appreciate you having you one in your magical cabin at the bottom of your garden
1: with my swallow a swallow just flew in as well (laughs) so yeah no thank you so much for your time it's been brilliant to speak to you awesome have a fantastic birthday and a lovely week off so thank you
0: I just wanted to say a massive thank you to Polly for joining me on this chat. I genuinely feel like I've known her for a really long time, so I can't actually wait to meet Polly when in person when this is all over. So thank you Polly for your openness and sharing your story. So if like me, you are super curious and maybe interested in exploring your relationship with alcohol, I'm going to put some links in the show notes to Polly's social media handles plus some other books and resources that you might find helpful certainly some of the books and lit that I've found interesting to read so to find out more about the 80% awesome community you can join us on facebook in our facebook group or you can follow me on instagram at 80% awesome rp also check out our website which is linked in the show notes for our latest online workshop dates Plus there's a shop where you can buy some of our products such as the Lean Life Canvas. Um, So if you like this podcast, it'd be lovely if you could leave a review um, and tell your friends about it. Until next time, stay awesome.